welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we'll all discuss the biggest talking points from the world of football, preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, the third round of the FA Cup gave us some big upsets as two non-league sides make it through to the fourth round. Forest knock out Arsenal, both Liverpool and Tottenham have scares and a VAR decision is the main talking point at Old Trafford as Manchester United beat Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa. Isn't the FA Cup great? And with that and plenty transfer news and the African Cup of Nations to talk about, let's talk football. Right, here we are, here we are. Here we are indeed. Welcome everybody back to the podcast. Welcome um, back. There has been plenty of football over the weekend. Goodness me, we have to. been treated. So much football. I love the FA Cup. FA Cup's so good. Like I said, we'll be talk- talking about the African Nations Cup a little bit later. The Round the World in 80 Seconds is back this week too. Yep. Brim full of stuff. So much football to get through. So let's start with... Uh, let's start with two of the teams that have made it through. The two non-league sides that have made it through to the FA Cup third round. And that's Kidderminster and Boreham Wood. Yeah. So, uh, big, what's your, what's your takes on those? I was I was very surprised, the Kidderminster result in particular. Kidderminster was a, was a surprise, yeah. Obviously, we mentioned it last week that it was one of those games to look out for. And it didn't disappoint. It was definitely up there, wasn't it? So they. Uh, I mean, Reading even took the lead they in did. that game and still lost. It's actually unbelievable that they managed to turn it around like that. Oh, the goalkeeper had an absolute shocker. Oh, it was bad. I've I've not seen something bad like that for a while, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, if the first one goes underneath him, which yeah. is that's comedy, and then the second one. Oh, I mean, it's just a goalmouth scramble, but it's definitely over the line. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It was over. It was yeah. definitely there. National League North, Kidderminster through to round four. Yeah. That's like non-non-league. That's non-non-league, yeah. That's, that's the division below non-league. That's, that's, how, that's how far down six. that is. Yeah, level six. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, yeah, no, level six. That's a long way down the... Long way down the pyramid. Long way down the pyramid. I think it was. I think seventy nine places. I think there was between the two sides. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a it's a big big old gap. But as we say with the cup, anything can happen in the FA Cup. And to see all those Kidderminster fans, I mean, they were just bouncing. Oh yeah. To be fair though, that place can get like that Kidderminster. I'm you know fairly local, so you see a lot of Kidderminster stuff, even though yeah. You know, on the local news channels or whatever. So, uh, so no, that place can get rocking when all the when everyone turns up. They still play at Agbra. I think so. Moved. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they're still there. It's had a bit of work done, I think. But um, yeah. Good cup team, Kidderminster. Have a very good history in the competition. Oh, they do. They have a knack of uh, finding a little result here and there. And uh, Reading were the ones to take it this time, unfortunately, for them. And then they've got a huge draw in round four. Yes. Huge game. That's what you want. Money spinner. It is. That's exactly what... It's exactly the thing that sometimes can keep these clubs going for... Like, oh, absolutely. Obviously, that will be televised. Obviously, this third round game wasn't. No. But yeah, the fourth round game, if it's not televised, I'll be amazed. Oh, it definitely be picked for telly. 
And the fact that BBC and ITV have got the rights shared between them this year means that uh, there's going to be plenty of eyes on them too. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of Ian Wright and Roy Keane. Yes, which is always a delight. Yeah. As long as they keep Ali McCoyster on commentary, I'm a happy bunny. I don't care what they do. Absolutely. Voice awesome of man. reason, Ali McCoist. He really is. So, yeah, no, Kidderminster started off all right, but then, obviously, they just seemed to get that second win towards the end of the game and just turned it round. They did, yeah. Uh, and then the other non-league team, Boreham Wood, beating AFC Wimbledon. Yep. And, you know, not, not, some, not as much as a shock, but still... Still two divisions between exactly, them. Exactly, still two divisions. So, um, you know, you'd expect the quality to have come from AFC Wimbledon. Yeah. But Boreham Wood through to the fourth round for the first time ever. Indeed. And that's that's huge for them. Yeah. And they've also got a... Well, any draw is a tricky draw for a non-league draw. A non-league team when you get into uh, the round four of the FA Cup. Yeah, Bournemouth away. They would have preferred it at home, I think, obviously. Oh yeah, I think you take anyone at home, even you know, even the non-league teams in the cup, you take anyone at home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because anything definitely. can happen. Anything can happen when you're at home in the FA Cup. No, but they'll go there quietly, confident. Luke Garrard's got them playing pretty well. I I wouldn't be surprised if they become a football league club at the end of the season. No, yeah, they're they're doing very well, aren't they? In, uh, in their national league, national league, yeah. national league. That's the one. They don't. They could very well be finding themselves in League Two next season, but. Uh, in the meantime, a nice little FA Cup run. Yeah, as we doing, said earlier. Just nice money in the pocket. Yep. Yeah. Away at Bournemouth. Um, we'll, we'll be good. Otherwise, out there, let's just go through some of the more simple results. Chelsea, obviously, rolling over Chesterfield. Yeah, no great surprise there. And as well as Chelsea, uh, City also rolling over Swindon away. Yeah, comfortable for Man City. So they're all through. No dramas. Leicester then beating Watford. Quite yeah. convincingly, really. Yeah. It looked like Watford did rest a few. They didn't rest many, but they rested a few, I think. Yeah, they... I think Claudio Ranieri made it clear on Friday that the FA Cup wasn't his priority. Yeah. And that's always yeah. the excuse anyway when you go out. We always oh, we just want to concentrate yeah. on the league. Yeah. We want to concentrate on the league. That's That's it. Which could be... Could be good news for Newcastle and Burnley. <laughs> it, it could be, yeah, because uh, they both they both lost their ties. Kieran Trippier's debut did not go to plan. It really didn't, and, and that's a big shock. That, that is a very Cambridge. big shock. Obviously, yeah, Cambridge again, two divisions between the two sides. Yeah, Joe Iron side, a Newcastle-born player, <laughs> of course, scoring yeah. the winning goal. And to be honest, Newcastle didn't look great. No, no, they didn't. They were not. They did not play very well, and you know, okay, they had a lot of shots. They did. They did have a lot of shots, and they had most of the ball. But I never thought that Cambridge were necessarily troubled by a lot of it. So the twenty-seven no. shots, ten on target for them. I mean, that, them stats paint a different picture to what I was watching, to be honest. Yeah, no, Mitov had to make a good save right at the end. Yeah. But everything was pretty much bread and butter for him. It was, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Cambridge, do what you have to do. Get a goal and defend with your life. At St. Yeah. James's Park as well, by the way. Which is yeah. also, you know, no mean feat for any 
any team really going there. Yeah, they were all up in the gods, the Cambridge fans. Yeah, as you always are at Newcastle. And they were very, very happy. Dion Dublin was very happy on the telly as well. I'm sure he was, <laughs> former Cambridge man himself. Uh, and then, oh, uh, Palace had a bit of a scare early on, didn't they, against uh, Millwall? They did, yeah. Benny Cafobi put them in front. But um, no quality told in the end for Palace. Yeah, I think they just, they just kept at them, didn't they? And kept coming through. They didn't have, they didn't have, you know, it was a pretty even game. But their yeah. quality, it was their finishing, really, that made the difference, I think, for Palace. Yeah. An extra yeah. bit of quality. Yeah, definitely. So those, those are the big, I'd say the big ties from from that game, although we did have a penalty shootout between Queen's, Queen's Park Rangers and Rotherham. Went to penalties. The goalkeeper got injured for QPR at the end of the penalty shootout, saving the winning penalty. Yeah. I mean, you take that for now, don't you? You go, yeah, we're through to the next round. Well, there. Their um their first choice goalkeeper is at the African Cup of Nations. So of course, he's yeah. going to be back quickly. If not, it's number three's number three's job. Yeah, I think they're looking to bring a goalkeeper in. I think so. By the looks of it. And then Sunday gave us. Let's talk. Let's do a positive. Like one of the biggest wins on the weekend was Luton beating Harrogate Town four 0 I didn't see that game, but it was a big yeah, result. No, fairly comfortable for Luton. Harrogate in the third round for the first time. And then we had the two scares. So let's talk about the one that was less scary. Shrewsbury taking the lead against Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, after 27 minutes. I mean, it was only it was only seven minutes they held the lead for Shrewsbury. Yeah. Before it was kind of all taken away from him. A fairly young team as well put out. But there was some... There was, you know, the, the back four and the goalie. And Fabinho all played. And so it was it was a mixture of youth and experience that Klopp went with. The Shrewsbury game. Yeah, and I, I saw his interview after the game and he said, I just told him at half time, the younger lads in particular, don't be scared. Yeah. You know, they were taking an extra touch where they didn't really need to in the first half. And yeah, you could see in the second half they were much the better side. They really were. They made made such a difference then. Yeah. And yes, so uh, a couple of goals for, for Fabinho. Cade Gordon, what a moment. What a moment for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Scoring. Scoring at Anfields. With his mates, as he said. Yeah, with his mates. was really nice. So that's a big, big thing for them. And then obviously, Aminio comes off the bench as well to get the other. But a big moment as well, if, you know, you're Shrewsbury Town, you're in that away end and that goal goes in after 27 minutes. Oh, that's a moment. You're not going to forget yeah. that moment. You might not remember that. You might want, you might not want to remember the rest of the game. Yeah. But you remember that moment Definitely. when you took the lead at Anfield. I'm guessing they scored at the cop as well, the first half. Uh, yes, he was at the cop end. Yeah. So, Udo has that in his in his back pocket. Scored a goal in the cup at Anfield at the cop end. Yeah. Won't be able to take that away from him. Definitely not. And then the biggest scare, which came in the uh, Spurs Morecambe game. I mean, you say it was the biggest scare. It was a bigger scare I because wasn't, it, I wasn't worried. It didn't go 1-1 until the 74th minute. Yeah, but... That's because we didn't bother playing until the 74th minute. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was getting scary, though, you've got to admit. 16 minutes left. No, I would... Well, I was contemplating extra time, yeah. But, um, no, I, 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 once, we got, once we got level, I thought we'd always going to come back and win. Yeah, but be, before that goal goes in, 
It starts to get nervy, right? No, no. There's Come no on. need to be nervous. He's he's playing it cool here because they won. But I'll tell you what, I bet he was sat behind that goal going, come on, come on. Every time a ball went out, he was getting frustrated. No, I, I don't get frustrated. I encourage. <laughs> and obviously, you know, going a goal down, we had a very makeshift side out there. I don't think it necessarily worked, obviously, because we had to bring the big guns off the bench. Yeah. And obviously the application wasn't there from a few, Tangy and Dombalate. Do you think five at the back against Morecambe? It wasn't probably needed, no. Is necessary Not for at home? No. No, but it's the system he plays, so I wasn't too surprised that's what we played. <laughs> um, in terms of the game itself, obviously Anthony O'Connor's goal, you know, he was unmarked in the penalty area. He just yeah. put his foot through it. You know, what a moment for him and for the supporters. They were going mental exactly, at the far yeah. end. Another big now, moment. Harry Winks reckons he meant that. I don't think I'm he not did. so sure. Nah, he's making that up. <laughs> not so sure. Not a chance but, did he mean that. Well, you say, well, he didn't mean it, but the goalkeeper didn't help himself. He took a step forward. Yeah. And then he realised, oh, balls, it's going over my head. Yeah, it's just one of them, isn't it? Yeah, and... Obviously, that gets us back in the game. Lucas puts us in front. Harry wraps it up. Yeah. Welcome Brighton in the fourth round. A bit of... A little bit of luck. A little bit of luck. A little bit yeah. of luck. A little bit of luck. Obviously, Tangay and Dombele, as I mentioned, got a bit of stick yeah. for not getting off the pitch in the timely manner that we were expecting at 1-0 down. <laughs> Always I, Honestly, I have not heard it that loud for someone... Of, on our own team to get off the pitch for quite some time. <laughs> it was like oh, no. he was getting... Everyone thought they were booing Deli Alley. No, Deli Alley was off at the far side and walked round in front of yeah. me. But Tango was just strolling off the pitch. You're like, come on, son. Put a jog <laughs> on at least. Oh, what a disaster. Yeah. I'll tell you another game I, I enjoyed. Was, uh, it was the West Ham Leeds game. Oh. I, yeah. thought that, I thought that was a very good game of football. Very good game of football. Leeds, much like Newcastle, Burnley and the others who are down the bottom of the table, probably be glad to be out of the cup. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, you know, Leeds have a rich history in the FA Cup, so... It's... They do. They, they won't like the way they've gone out of it, though. No. I thought they kind of just rolled over in the end. I don't know. I don't think they did. I thought they had chances towards the end of the game, and I thought... You know, I I thought there was a, a a moment maybe in that last fifteen minutes where I thought, oh, they they're going to get their chance because you always get your chance. Yeah, they're going to get their chance, and it'd be great, you know, because this is it was a really great cup. It was a really good cup tie that. Like both teams would go in. It was quite open, you know, even after West Ham took the lead. What a comedy goal that was! Though. Exactly, I was about to say a little some oh. luck for Lanzini. That is just Jesus. I'm gonna fall into him, and he's gone. Yes, please. Well, you, yeah, you just tap those in and go, thank you very much, didn't you? Exactly. And then, you know, I thought I thought they had a few chances. Obviously, you know, all Leeds have to do is get the ball to Rafinha and let him try and do something. He's a very good footballer. He's a very good footballer. But, yeah, I don't think they'll be disappointed with that, Leeds. I think they'll be, yeah. let's just move on. Exactly. We know Bamford's obviously picked up a little knock, hasn't he, since coming yeah. back. So they didn't risk him because there's battles ahead that... Are bigger than that. I think I agree, yeah. So it's definitely worth them just holding them all back and just 
making sure you keep your your Premier League status alive. I think is the main absolutely main thing to take for them. That's, that's going to make you a hell of a lot more money than winning the FA Cup. No disrespect to winning it, <laughs> but yeah. And before we get on to the last tie of the round, let's have a quick chat about the upset. Or I think it was an upset of uh, Nottingham Forest beating Arsenal after a Lewis Graben goal. Yeah, winner. Winner off the bench. Arsenal didn't have a shot on target. No, they were poor, Arsenal. I thought they were very, very poor. Did it's you wor- see Piers Morgan's tweet? I didn't. I don't give him the light of day. Oh, well, I will, I will share his tweet with us. Because I thought it was funny, given how much he loves us. <laughs> Why are you getting that up? I did see a video doing the rounds on social media of uh, David Dean talking about the first words uh, Patrick Vieira ever said to him in, in English. Right. <laughs> Apparently, he walked up to him and he went, oh, "Have you learnt any?" He was speaking French to him. Obviously, I can't speak French, but he was talking in French to him, going, oh, "Have you learnt? How's your English coming along? Have you learnt any? You know, you learnt any good phrases in English in English yet?" And apparently, Vieira turned around and he said, "Tottenham is shh," is what he said. That was his first English spoken words, David Dean. So Piers Morgan tweeted after the game: "Dressed like Tottenham, played like Tottenham, dreadful performance." Like Tottenham. Which yeah. obviously isn't very kind because obviously that shirt campaign is for a really exactly. good cause. It was for a really good cause, and you know he's, he's you know just not yeah. worth the time of day. To be fair, you couldn't see the names or the numbers on. But the they back didn't of the have na- they the didn't Arsenal have players. names on the shirt. They didn't have names. Oh, they didn't on have it. names on them. It was All just right. num- it was just numbers. It was there was just numbers on the shirts. They didn't have the names on. Yeah. Um, as part well, of the campaign, they them off, aren't they? To, yes. For charity, which is really good. yeah. It's about the only thing they can take from the game, but yeah. Yeah, no, pretty poor poor performance, I think, from Arsenal. One that they'll just kind of like, yep, yeah, let's move on. Because they've been playing really well in the league. They made a few changes, but, you know, I think... Tavares got hooked in the first half. Yeah, which is always... <laughs> which a, was quite funny. Always a bad Never, sign. ever play badly when you're in front of your manager. Because A, he will give you quite a lot of abuse. Yeah, you're going to hear him, aren't you? And B, you're close enough for the touchline to come off. If you're the right back, you're fine. You're on the other side. Uh, you say that. Cedric, di- well, Cedric didn't come off, did he, until the 91st minute. And he was an odd one because he put Kolasinic on. So yeah. I'm only assuming that Cedric must have picked up a knock or something, right? Because you need a goal. I'm going to send yeah. Kolasinic on. And he didn't. it wasn't as if he threw him up and went, right, ping it up there. Yeah, no, it, it was, was just it? a tactical change, I think, wasn't it? It was a strange... Yeah, if, you, if he was going to bring anybody on, Callum Chambers would have been the man to bring on at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but I mean, they didn't really have many options. In fairness, no forward options on the bench. So, um, but yeah, they uh, went with Rob Holding and Ben White as the central mid, uh, the central partnership again. Gabriel not in there, Party not in there. So uh, for me, I think them two yeah. made a bit of a difference. Obviously, Lacazette started on the bench, and I'd always go with Tierney over to Fares personally. Yeah. Personally, and as we've said, there's no party, there's no points. No party well, in this case. No win. No fourth round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so that brings us then on to the final game of the round, which was Aston Villa's visit to Old Trafford. A very, very good goal from Man United. Oh, by the way, before we move on, before we move on, I must just say Nottingham Forest, I thought they were excellent. Yeah. They were in the faces. Yeah, Arsenal played badly, but Forest were in their faces all the time. Didn't give them a second. From start to finish, and their counter-attacking, particularly in that second half, particularly for their goal, 
was was really good. And they had a few chances, I thought, where they could have scored long before they did. Yeah, um, so no, I must mention that. Well done to not not Nottingham Forest, and off they go to another round. I'd love yep. to. See, I'll be honest. I'd love to see Nottingham Forest back in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, I would. One of the old original ones. Yeah, it'd be good to have them back. They need to be back in the. Well, they haven't been in the. Well, they, they went up and down, didn't they, a bit to start yeah, with? Yeah, 2000 Last time Forest were in the yeah, Premier League. Yeah, we need to get them back in. Come on, Forest. You can do it. Yeah. So anyway, back to Old Trafford. Uh, I yeah. thought a lovely goal from Man United. But yeah. Fred intimate Tommy, beautiful ball. I mean, that's just one where it's just it's just coming in. You're not gonna. You're not. You can't defend. I I find you can't defend them because Villa looked compact. They looked tight. But Tomini just made that run and the ball was just perfect in the gap. Yeah, yeah, it Fred was, with a good cross into the box. It was really good. But after that, I thought Villa were the better team. Yep, yeah, obviously they hit the bar. Had the two goals ruled out rightly through VAR, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so um, obviously the VAR decision, uh, contentious for some, particularly, on, particularly from Alan Shearer. And Micah Richards. Well, Micah Richards, former Villa player, so we discount him on this particular one. <laughs> and Alan Shearer also always gets abuse when he turns up to Old Trafford, and no, that was no different if you heard any of the chants going on in the crowd during the 90 minutes. Cheer up Alan Shearer and all that. Yeah. He's always got something to grind with uh, with United. Uh, I thought... I yeah. thought... The guy who blocked Cavani was in an offside position and Cavani was running in with his man. Yeah. And Concer, when he headed the ball back across the goal, didn't exactly have to jump for the ball. No. And I think if Cavani follows his man all the way in, the ball just comes to Cavani. <laughs> That's yeah. my opinion on it. And I think he has... He started in that offside position anyway. So he's then interfered with the player running in. Um, for me, that's a foul. Well, it's a foul anyway, I think. Yeah. Get the offside it's thing. It's obstruction, yeah. Right, but then even with the offside rule, I think you could say, yes, it's impeded a player. He's interfered with a player who could get hold of the ball. Yeah, on that one, I'm not sure what everyone's moaning about. I don't. I, I was a bit confused as to why that was a problem. It's a foul. Yeah. Anywhere else on the pitch, you're exactly. screaming for the referee to give that. And if it happens the other end of Villa, Villa won it. Yeah, certainly. And it and it's like uh, okay, that's fair. Obviously, you know, Villa are going to be like, oh, they've worked. I've obviously worked on that one because I think they had about three men standing offside or something. If I remember rightly, and then they just saw that all those men just stood still or ran back in to try and block a runner off, and then whoever was going to get it got it. So they're obviously a bit aggrieved because that was something that they'd worked on and it worked, and then all of a sudden, no, you can't do that because it's against the rules of the game. It took three and a half minutes to sort that it out. It didn't. It was weird because if you were going to ask him to look at the, that incident in the end anyway, ask yes. him to look at that one first. If that's the one that's going to be the make or break at the end of the day. Yeah. Do it in order. They seem to do it in reverse order. Didn't they? They went, they went, was it handball? Was Danny Ings then offside? And then they went to the obstruction. Surely it makes sense to go the other way. Yeah. And you go, oh... Has it, is that a thing? Or if you can see which is the one that's more likely to have happened, just go, you know, Michael Oliver was the referee. Go and have a look at that. Why we check this? Yeah. They could have been checking the offside while Michael Oliver was having a look at the obstruction. And then that could have halved, at least half the time. Yeah. But 
the right decision was made. Yeah, in the end, like, in the end, they got it right. But I think Villa were very unlucky in that game. I, th I think. Oh, they deserve to take it to extra time, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think um, you know United did have, well, United had the most chances, but I think Villa had the better chances. Definitely, definitely, and obviously you had a bit of an incident with Victor Linderoff as well. What when he? He's with this stupid thing that they do about the offside where they have to wait until they touch oh, the ball. Oh, yeah, when he got when he smacked his leg off the post. Flattered into the post. Yeah, that that's one of the things that doesn't help that rule, but I think it's ticky when he's if the linesman knows he's going to, it's tricky though, isn't it? Because what if he's not offside? You know what I mean? It's like Yeah. What if he's not offside and then they've stopped it early? True. And I think that's that's you know, and you're going to get the odd incident where that happens, yeah. but that how how thick's the post? It's what six inches. Yeah. So in that whole line, there's twelve inches of stuff that you know a defender can hit into. But I guess you know a, an injury can happen. A pulled hamstring. It could have been a serious one because that was a hell of a whack on he his knee. He did whack it. He did whack it. I think it was more of his thigh than his knee. It seemed to yeah. hit his, his upper leg on it. Um, but yeah, but I thought you were on about Lindelof's amazing first touch. From the clearance that uh, nearly put, I think it was Watkins in. All right, I'll, oh. I'll be brutally honest. I wasn't paying much attention to this game at all. Yeah, but um, it was a, <laughs> it was it was it was a right game. United changed their shape. I I noticed that. Yeah, they went back. They went they went back. So oh, something. I think I think Ralph might be listening. Evening, Ralph. Wherever you are. Evening, Ralph. How are you? Friend of the show. I'm sure he's listening. We did. The thing is, though, we still looked open. <laughs> yeah. So it looked like all they have to do is break our midfield line, and it's it. I don't get it. Marcus like, Rashford just, wasn't. Rashford Rashford had about ten minutes where he was really good, and then he kind of. I, I think he's there's something not right with Marcus. I think he you know. wasn't happy at all with. Well, what's what's your take on the? Um, obviously, Mason Greenwood had the shot, and then Marcus Rashford just didn't bother running for the ball. Yeah, I think. Uh, it was, it was, it's less about that because that one was a bit. That one, like he, he he's standing on the edge of the box. If the ball comes out to the edge of the box, it comes straight to him. Yeah. So you're you're waiting on the goalkeeper to do something. But I, I'm not too fussed about that. Um, no. I am noticing a little bit of selfishness coming though from our forwards. I think right. there was there was a moment when I think Greenwood could have slid one across for Rashford. I think there was a moment when Rashford could have slid one across for Greenwood. Yeah. And the, and both of them went for the shot instead. And I think. Some of this decision making and this selfishness is, yeah, you know, goal scorers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but actually, when your team's struggling like United are at the minute, let's just make sure of the goals right now. Yeah. And I think there was a couple of opportunities where that could have happened. I know Gary Lineker has his thing on this that <laughs> you know a pass is just one extra thing that could go wrong. Um, but you know, it's either that or whack it into the side netting. Yeah, and I, I just yeah. think. I just, you know, yeah, for me, they just need to come back a little bit. Obviously, there's obvious, there's obvious talk of unrest at United, but how much of that is newspapers? Who knows? Yeah. Middlesbrough but, in round four? But yes, no, Middlesbrough. I mean, it'll be a good cup tie, proper cup tie, that. Yeah. Um, I wish we had Wayne Rooney back for that one. He always likes a goal against Middlesbrough. <laughs> or a couple of beauties against them in the cup in particular. He's got his own problems, mate. He has. He has. But anyway, that's the FA Cup for 
this round. Um, let's have a quick little chat about the African nations, shall we? Let's go to the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, that's up and running. Um, Cameroon, the hosts, won the opening game after going behind after 24 minutes and then a couple of penalties before half-time. Yeah. Abubakar very, very pleased to get himself in the golden boot hump straight off the bat. Straight off the bat, yeah. So now that's a good result there. Um, let's talk you through some others. Um, what else did Senegal we have? beating Zimbabwe. Sadio Mane. Yes, yeah, Sadio Mane on the, on the goal sheet. Uh, and then Guinea, uh, Naby Keita beating Malawi, who only named four substitutes. Obviously yeah. struggling for looking for a squad, a squad Malawi for many reasons, I'm sure. Well, they um, they put a thing out. The um, the organisers of the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. This is a bit, this is an interesting one for you. So as long as you've got eleven players to yeah. play, you're playing. Uh, so no matter. What's Doesn't happening? have to be a goalkeeper as long as you've got eleven fit players. Oh right, you can have a goalie playing up front. Oh, we want to see this. I mean, we don't because it means that players are ill. But yeah, or you could have an outfield player in goal because you haven't got any goalkeepers. <laughs> That's crazy. Ridiculous. But I see their point. Obviously, they have a strict timetable that they have to stick to yeah. to get this thing finished. Yeah, I mean, Malawi, you know, they had suffered with a COVID outbreak in the squad. So that was one of the reasons yeah. they could only name four players on the bench. But yeah, no, that's a, that's a tricky, that's hard to deal, for, to deal with for sure. Uh, Morocco yeah. also won, not a lot of goals, all one nils mainly. Yeah. Um, Bufal used to play for Southampton. Indeed, on the score sheet for them. And then Eric Pierre Aubameyang's Gabon beating Comoros. 1-0, and obviously Aubameyang is, has tested positive for COVID, so he's, he's one opportunity to play football this month has probably gone. Yeah. He's um, having a whale of a time. He's, he's not doing anything, is he, right now? <laughs> and then, quickly, because this is Tuesday, as we record this, so we have seen so far the Algeria Sierra Leone game finish 0-0, after a wonderful video I've seen do the rounds on social media, where... <laughs> Their striker standing offside for about 50 yards, calling for the ball while he's still offside. I want the give me the ball, give me the ball. You're offside. I don't know what line he's looking at. Does he think that the line's whichever way he's looking? I'm not sure. <laughs> Bless him. Well, that didn't go to plan. Uh, Nigeria beating Egypt. Yeah, um, Iniacho with the goal. Iniacho from Leicester City, no, no less on the score sheet for them. Wilfred and Egypt off to a losing start. Yeah. Um, wasn't able to make the difference for them this time around, Mo. But, no. you know, that Nigeria team's a solid team. We know that. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm sure they'll have their way. You know, they've got what, Al Nenny and Salah in that team. Sagazi. Rezegay. Yeah. He's in there too. So, you know, we know that there's a, 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 a good bit of talent in that Egyptian squad. Um, But when you've got Wilfred Ndidi in the middle of your midfield, it, it helps a lot, I think, if you're Nigeria. Absolutely, definitely, yeah. Obviously, it's tricky with tournament football. Obviously, if you lose yeah. the opening game, you are then chasing your tail. Oh, it puts you under pressure, but I think that in yeah. their group... They've got Sudan and... Guinea-Bissau. Yeah, Bissau. so yeah. in Nigeria and Egypt, that's the big game in there, isn't it? You'd expect yeah. Egypt to beat Sudan and Guinea-Bissau, and you'd expect Nigeria to do the same. So that was really... For me, anyway, and, and you the, know, tournament football can happen, and, and think you know, upsets can happen, but 
if you break it down really that was the top place in the group yeah well it's the game. first two through and the best runners up and, and okay. the best third place teams as well so you're gonna have to go some i think to be eliminated yeah if you're egypt at least come on guinea Pasau. it's currently nil nil coming up to half time in that game so we don't know what happened in that game but you might Tweet us at Let's Football Pod. And let us know what the result was. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the latest happening with the African Cup of Nations. And up next, uh, I, I think before we talk transfer, shall we go around the world in 80 seconds? We're going to go around the world in 80 seconds. European football is back. Yay. Hurrah. I'm ready. Let's go. Vinicius Jr. inspires Real to victory over Valencia is a big talking point in Spain. Barcelona and Atletico are held. Sevilla keep the gap to five points, though, but it's becoming a very two-horse race in La Liga between those two at the top. Juventus heap more pressure on Jose Mourinho as they come from 3-1 down to beat Roma 4-3. Inter and AC both win to stay first and second, respectively. Bayern Munich don't come back from the Christmas break so well. They lost to Borussia Mönchengladbad. Dortmund profit and close the gap to six points. PSG didn't do so either. They drew with mid-table Lyon as Nice move up into second place. And for our friends down under, Melbourne victory moved to the top of the A-League. But the chasing pack do have games in hand. Well, there we go. And so, I mean, that uh, Roma-Juve game, by the way, was ridiculous. Oh, it was absolutely ridiculous. Was it seven minutes? I think it yeah. was seven minutes to turn around. They just collapsed, Roma. I mean, and they had a chance to equalise, and they missed the penalty. Yeah, no, it's a uh, what a what a game that was. Well, it's what? not going right for Jose. I really don't know what he's got to. No, I think I think he's. Uh... His magic needs, dust is very much gone. Yeah, it, it's waning. I think he needs to just have to go and get the don't do the Portugal job now. Go and, yeah. go and do that. and But, you know, it's up to him. It's his life. He can do what he likes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is, it is becoming a bit of a struggle again at Roma for him, as it has been at his last three clubs, really. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, transfer news. Obviously, we talked about Kieran Trippier completing his move to Newcastle briefly yeah. earlier. That was Someone big. else is on their way to Newcastle. Hot off the press, this one. Go on, then. Chris Wood. Chris He's Wood. He's on his way to Newcastle to have a medical. Burnley. They've met the buyout clause of twenty million pounds uh, for Chris Wood. Well, that puts—I tell you what—that's a big loss for Burnley. That. Yeah, it's twenty million they can invest, but will they? Will they be able to spend twenty million pound on a striker? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see what Newcastle can do with Chris Wood, but he hasn't—he's not necessarily the most prolific out there. He scores some brilliant goals, Chris Wood. Don't get me wrong, he has. Yeah. He has some brilliant goals in his resume. You know, if you just have a look back at what he's done, but he's not necessarily a goal scorer. No, I think with Chris Wood, it's the supply. If you can get the supply to him, yeah, he'll score goals. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's. It. I mean, he'll have he'll have obviously a bit more quality in the in the face. Yeah, of he's got some maximum, maximum around him, and yeah, John Joe Sal- Shelby as well will probably be a, a good source for him. But I mean, you're going from one struggling club to another. Obviously, yeah. they're going to lose Callum Wilson for a few weeks, haven't they, with a calf injury? Yeah. Newcastle. So, see it in that respect. And it's 
he's also taking a big player away from one of your relegation rivals and i think Absolutely. burnley have to act now they have yeah, to they find have to someone go out and spend they've got yeah. to find someone to come in and replace replace those goals because they're struggling for goals as it is yeah um so they're gonna have to go out and get something uh what else have we got uh, coutinho moving to aston villa that's a big one that is a very big one obviously that's huge the steven gerrard connection helping out oh, there. i think 100 percent 100 percent that wouldn't be happening if steven gerrard wasn't the manager would coutinho be playing for rangers <laughs> I doubt if Steven Gerrard had stayed I don't think they could afford his wages to be fair but no. could you imagine the scenes no. at Ibrox if Coutinho walked out of that tunnel oh. it depends what Philip Coutinho Aston Villa get if they get the Philip Coutinho of three four years ago they have got one hell of a player there if they get the player that was at Barcelona it's a dud I still think he's a better player than most of the Aston Villa squad, he will improve them. Oh goodness me! Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's yeah. there's no doubt about there's no doubt about that. Manchester United might find out this weekend. We could very well. He get he'll probably get us. He'll probably get his debut against United. Depends um, how fit he is. I think. Yeah, absolutely. He hasn't played for a little while, has he, for Barca? No. Another player that could be going to Aston Villa is Luca Dina. Luca Dina. Now this is this is a bit of a trunk. This could go on. I think this one because. This is all about the. Um, this is all going to be about a fee, agreeing a fee with Everton, and this, and this... Chelsea. I think we'll probably have a say in this as well, because obviously Ben Chilwell's out for the rest of the season. Hmm. They haven't been able to bring back the guy that's on loan at Coventry. He's a young kid. I forget his name. Forgive me. Yeah. But... So I think they're still weighing up the possibility of diving into this one to get Dinia for at least the rest of the season. Yeah, and obviously I, that will only leave them with Marcus Alonso at left back. I think so, but I, you know, I reckon Aspilicueta could probably do a role for him out there. You know, Marcus Alonso oh, will probably do. be yeah. the one that that leads it. The worst comes to worst for Chelsea. You know, yeah. Aspilicueta can probably go out there, and even so, you know, you could probably even put Reese James out there if you needed him to. I'm sure yeah, he could, he'd, he'd, he'd do a more than capable job out there. But it's de- it's, well, it's all dependent on whether. Mr. Abramovich wants to splash I, the cash. Yeah, I, I don't think Luka Dina will, will end up at Chelsea. I don't. I, I, for a short-term move, if he's given, you know, he, he wants to. He obviously wants to get away from Everton. Yeah. Um, do you want to go for six months and then see what happens in the summer, or are you like? I mean, that's the only. You know, if that's his mindset, then yes, Chelsea yeah. becomes an option. But I think he'll probably end up at the Villa. To be honest, I'd take him for us. I love Luka Dina. He's a, very, very, he's a very, very, he's a very, very good fullback. He's a very good fullback. Absolutely. Well, him and him and Reggie on the left hand side for us. Yeah, we're sort of rotating, a bit like we did with Rose and Davis when Potts was in charge. That would be brilliant for us. It give Reggie a bit of a break. Yeah. Obviously, we've got Ryan Sessegnon as well. So, yeah, he's obviously he's an amazing crosser of the ball. I love him. No, no, very, very good footballer. I'm a bit surprised to hear that Dean Henderson's going to stay at Man United. Yeah, me too. He's, you know, he didn't, he didn't even get the cup game at the weekend. No. Um, no. Which he probably would have done if Ali was still in charge. I think he probably would. I think Dean would have played that game. Yeah, I saw a thing today that somebody said about playing your second choice goalkeeper in the cup competitions because if your main goalkeeper gets COVID then at least your backup goalkeeper has played a game. Well, yeah, there's that. I mean, Dean's a capable 
goalkeeper. We all know that. Yeah. Um, I just, I think it. I think De Gea's probably got another three or four years in him. Yeah. I don't think Henderson can wait that long. No, definitely not. No, no. So, I'm surprised to hear that he's not even getting a loan move for the back end of the season. I think that probably the biggest thing is where would he go? Yeah, well, I think I think he betters most clubs that he'd go to. Yeah, yeah, but obviously if you're looking at the first choice goalkeepers, I mean, you, all right. So the likely candidates are probably Newcastle. Yeah. Burnley, no, probably not Burnley. No, because they got Pope. They're all right. Pope. Southampton, I think he'd improve them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Brentford, they lost their goalkeeper for a time, didn't they? Yeah, but they've replaced um, David Raya for now. Lossell's come in. He used to play for Huddersfield. Uh, Palace, I could see him being yeah, Palace's goalkeeper. Yeah, plays pretty well for Palace, to be fair. Brighton, I could see he'd, he'd be better for Brighton. Wolves, yeah. I think he'd improve Wolves. Although Jose Sarri is very good. I, I think he'd improve uh, Wolverhampton's goalkeeping lineup. <laughs> you know, I think... There's, Come on, there's... keep flinging them at me. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. There's three or four teams. <laughs> Watford. What? What I mean? And bloody hell, Norwich could do with a goalkeeper. Norwich could do with about three goalkeepers. It still wouldn't make any difference. Yeah. Put him and Krull on the line, see what happens. Yeah. No, I just think he's... I think it's a sensible decision by Manchester United, but it's not going to help Dean Henderson. Yeah, I don't think it helps him. And I think, you know, we've got Tom Heaton at the club. Yeah. And you've got Lee Grant as well. Don't forget Lee Grant. Yeah, Lee Grant would be there as well as your third. So United have goalkeeping options. Yeah. Experience options as well. Yeah. In Tom Heaton and... And Lee Grant. So yeah. I am I am surprised. I think you know, unless he's he's learning something particularly ex- important from say De Gea or the goalkeeping coaches, then that's why he wants to stick around maybe. Yeah. He's getting stuff out of the training sessions and that's kind of his approach. He's go, right, we'll spend this season, we'll do this and then we'll evaluate in the summer maybe. Yeah, he just seems to have taken a step backwards, doesn't he, Henderson? Obviously he was Pretty good when he went out on loan. Hence he was, why he came back to Manchester United in the first place really, to fight yeah, for his was, place. He was really good. And then, obviously, um, he got his running at the back end of last season once, you know, Champions League was sort of secured and yeah, we were at the title race. And then Ollie gave him a run in the team. And he did okay. He had a few a few ups and downs. But, you know, he's a young, a young goalkeeper at that level. Yeah. At the top end of the Premier League, anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know you're not you're not seeing so much of the ball as we say you are when you're at Sheffield United. No, um, no, you're you're certainly less busy, or you like to think so anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, if you're not, there's something going wrong. <laughs> yeah, which you know David de Gea's teaching us this season. Um, yeah, but yeah, and I think you know David de Gea's form this season. David kind of saw the competition come and went, "Hang on a minute, I mean, I need to step up." So it's been good for yeah. David. Because he's Definitely. had his best season in about four years. Yeah. Um, he seems to be back finding his high level. He came back early into training as well, so he could. But yeah, no, um, surprised on that one. Uh, and then elsewhere, Ndombele. Yeah. On his way out of Spurs, according to reports. According to reports. According to reports, he has been offered to Spain and Italy clubs. Just to get him out of the club. We'll see if anything comes through for him. It's it's sad for him. Yeah. But it's typical us. Yeah. I've heard as well Bergwijn is also 
potential. Bergwijn potentially is going to go to Ajax. Yeah. Yeah. Heard that one. Obviously, Adama Traore is the big one that's on most of the journalists' lips to come in. Yeah. With him playing like a right wing back role. Yeah. There's been some news as well tonight that potentially a move for Jesse Lingard in the summer. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, surprised summer, but well, because I think yeah. I think I think it's been pretty much said that he's going to, you know, United have put that out there that he he's going to stay for the back end of this season. I think the fact that he played at the weekend, meaning he's cup tied, has kind of yeah. might have put he a only come of off the bench, off. didn't he, against Villa? Yeah, but he's he's still cup tied, and, and I think that'll have a, you know, if people are trying to broaden their squads for the back end of the season, and Spurs, yeah. I think, would want a, a nice cup run, even a team like West Ham. Obviously, been we, heavily linked with him. We would enjoy an FA Cup run, certainly. Yeah. So, you know, that might have put a couple of teams off. Now it's going, oh, well, we can't really use him in the Cups. That kind of yeah. limits um, what we can do with the squad. So, you never know. Well, hopefully, hopefully, it will be Ndombele alone to buy because we're not going to recoup the £64 million yeah. we spent on him. Yeah. And, and just, on, just to finish on Jesse... I don't see why he's not playing in the Man United team right now. <laughs> like, how bad could it be just to go, right, Jesse, you're going to have three or four games here. You know, the team aren't playing well. No. So why not just go, right, go on, have a, you know, your turn, your turn. Yeah. These haven't been doing it. Your turn. And stick him in. But anyway, um, last, yeah. on, last on that. Let's <laughs> move on. If I speak, I get in trouble. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the biggish news, I think, that's kind of come out in the transfer window so far. But, you know, there's still... Yeah, we will keep you abreast of anything if we hear it. There is still 20 days to go, 19, 20 days to go in the transfer window of January. Yeah, so, yeah I'm sure there'll for... be other big news coming our way for a discuss at a later time. Let's just have a quick look ahead at the Premier League fixtures this weekend. Take it away. Yeah, so we start with Friday night football this week. What a game this is going to be, Brighton versus Crystal Palace. And it carries on on to Saturday lunchtime, Manchester City versus Chelsea. Another huge game at the top of the Premier League. In the afternoon, big game for Norwich against Everton. Six-pointer, you'd call that, certainly. Wolves against Southampton. Newcastle against Watford, another six-pointer. Burnley taking on Leicester, completing the three o'clock games. 5.30 for Aston Villa versus Manchester United and the Philip Coutinho potentially making his debut in that one. It's deja vu for West Ham and Leeds on Sunday as they take on one another at the London Stadium. Liverpool take on Brentford at 2 o'clock as well before the big one, the North London derby at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham against Arsenal. Big win expected for Arsenal at the weekend. If it is... Next week is going to be fun, folks. Oh, it's going to be a great... You're not going to want to miss, miss next week's podcast, let me tell you, if, if Arsenal win that. And if, if Spurs win it, you'll just hear him gloat for 20 minutes. So, yeah, um, I, uh, I probably won't have a voice. It'll probably be the quietest I've ever been. But there we are. Right. Uh, don't forget, if you want to get in touch with us, tell us anything you like at your club, wherever you are in the world. Let us know. Uh, you can get in touch with us by tweeting at Let's Football Pod. You can email us at Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with more transfer news and a look back at the Premier League fixtures as well as stuff going on around the world. But for now, 
we will see you all next week bye bye